This episode is sponsored once again by Whoopsie Mental Health. It's almost like a new, uh, a new Balshemta movement. This week when it was snowing, it really made me happy. Never mind what they say in the in the second edition of the Bible. Because there was some actress named Shirley, and all the Jewish mothers were naming their kids Shirley. Okay, I mean, you're going to do magic, I'm going to sing. Beruchim Aboim, welcome everyone. We are about to begin, Be'ezus Hashem, another episode of Torah Savik The Chat. This episode is sponsored once again by Whoopsie Mental Health. And it's incredible to partner with the organization. And I've actually heard back from people that they um, that they reached out to them and it has been helpful. So thank you, Whoopsie, for partnering with us. And um, I look forward to many more partnerships in the future. And we don't, we're, we're not limited to Whoopsie Mental Health. If anybody out there is listening or watching and you want to sponsor, just reach out and we're looking forward. I should say uh, that I have a, a very popular uh, podcast called The Gray Area, and we have sponsors, and we've got lots of listeners, but the number one thing that people stop me for these days is I saw you on Taurus Victor chat, apparently a lot of people are watching it, and it's definitely a great opportunity to sponsor, to get visibility, but also to get this chus of hopefully the impact that we're having on uh, our fellow friends. Right. Remember that letter we got, we printed in the bulletin of somebody who said that, uh, he said he couldn't, he, he, he couldn't uh, read Teresa Vigder, but he started listening to the podcast and it, it, it changed and made him ready to start reading the bulletin. It's, it made him ready. I'm sorry. It made him ready to start reading Teresa Vigder. So Baruch Hashem. So let's kick it off. Let's talk about bread. Bread from heaven. 5780. Classic, classic. Bread, man. Fascination with man. The main message is that I'm going to try to not to like pay too much attention to the actual bulletin because I don't know. If that's what people want to hear, that you know the words that Ravigdor talks about, but the main message from Ravigdor on this topic is that Yidden for forty years had man falling from the sky. For forty years, food was raining down. It's part of our history, and it's something that's that, incredible. It's something we just really incredible. We still have that image of when we were kids of of a, of a white thing covered, and we it, part of the picture. There's the yachala cover at home is already convoluted into that picture you don't even hop what was going on there was food raining from this guy was you know hamburgers raining down wrapped and, and what's what's interesting is that that booklet bread from the heavens starts off um miller talks about the history of magic now people don't know this but i'm a i'm a closet magician i Ooh. uh practice yeah Roll up the I, I do some. Every fine yeah, I do some magic. Starts by rolling up the sleeves. You're watching. If you're watching, uh, if you're watching on Torah anytime, you see a card box. Uh, you're already um, doing it wrong, sir. Rabbi, what, you're doing it wrong. What I do wrong? A magician has right. certain certain fingers. He, their fingers are very distracting. They they start off by they 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 have like this. They do some finger moves, just to I think just to play with your head as if they have special fingers. So you can't have that. Anyway, they, they do, they do. They do have special fingers. <laughs> no, but what I what I want to show you really briefly here, and, and it's I'm I'm gonna show it very briefly because people on 
who are listening won't be able to see, but um, Joel, can you can you look at these cards that I'm showing you and think of one? Uh, Just think. Don't say it. I you, have. You to, thought of one. I have to zoom in. Um. Yes. Okay. Now, what's fascinating about this is that all of a sudden, just like that, the one you were thinking of went blank. You see that? Yes, I. it did go blank. Now, how does that work? So what's interesting about this is that I, I'm not going to give you this to examine because once you do, you see right now, this is not an 8, it's an 8 and a 7. The card you saw before is blank is not really blank. It's only partially blank. It's all... What, the point that I'm trying to make is that when you do magic, you don't hand out the props afterwards to examine. You do your magic and, and you stay on stage and you put the props back in the briefcase. So what Ramila says about the Mun is, he says no other religion has anything remotely comparing to the Mun. Because whatever miracles they claimed happened was the same thing. They, they claimed their miracle and then they hid it away in the magician's briefcase. But there's nothing, and there's nothing like that, remotely like that, of the magic rain down, the, this magical white object rain down from the heavens and everybody took it and ate it. It's not, it wasn't some type of trick. It wasn't a lie. It was for 40 years. That was life. That was nature. And everybody knew it. Everybody touched it. Everybody tasted it. Everybody experienced it. So it's, it's the most remarkable thing that happened in the history of the universe. It's nature it, was completely changed for 40 years. It's really quite incredible because it really brings us to, to the, to the flourish of the magician, the final trick and the final trick is bread. And Victor talks about bread is no less of a miracle for care. We know that, that, that this, this, this uh, universe that Hashem created provides us with certain things. So, okay. So man is falling. From the sky all right it makes sense but to take dirt dirt you take the dirt there's nothing in it. there's no more there's nothing to it and to grow wheat out of it and then if you take the wheat and you grind it and then you bake it and it bread fluffy delicious white or today the sourdough the crust where does that crust come from where, where was it created so so we need to stop and think about it and i think he says that every time you see a piece of bread we should think about the month why not? It's the same. It's the same miracle. It's even a bigger miracle. So that's that's a, that's an amazing lesson that we can go into Shabbos with, um, thinking about that we too have this this nest that Hashem gave, uh, right? Like the man. Yeah. That booklet actually actually segues away from that and goes into the topic of snow because snow is similar to man. It was something white raining down from the skies. And Rabbi Miller talks about, you know, in the classic Ram culture way about the, the miracles of snow and, and the, the Pasuk and Tehillim that says, Mashlech that he throws ice like bread, that the, that the ice is, and the snow is beneficial to us. So that's, you know, in the season now, now we go outside and, and uh, uh, right now, uh, the, the steps up to my office out in front are slippery. It's uh, from, from all the ice and the snow. So it's uh, something to keep in mind. Excellent. I actually, actually want to share on that topic. Um, this is also something classy. Ramilla always says that when, when you have young children, you should train them to be excited about the weather. They should be happy when it rains. 
Otherwise, if you're always saying, oh, it's nasty weather, oh, it's gray outside and dreary, so you, you, your children will grow up despising the rain. They won't, they won't be happy with rain, which is a, which is a gift from Hashem. So Ramela says it, it's training. You, you get trained when you're young that you don't like rain. So when you're older, you don't like rain. So it's something that I always heard from him, but I always felt like, oh, but come on, a rainy day, really, it's a rainy day, you know, it's not Gishmak. But then I realized this week when it was snowing, it really made me happy. Now, as an adult, snow is not fun. You have to shovel the snow, you have to shovel out your car, you, the roads get uh, gray and slippery, and it's it could be very dangerous, snowy weather. As an adult, snow is not exciting at all. But because as a child, I was excited about a snow day, I still have that feeling. So it's something that we could keep in mind. If we could impart that feeling to our children about rainy days or cloudy days, we could, we could change their lives forever. I have to say, I have to interject um, and say something that, that I wanted to say, regardless, in general, people associate me with, with Rebbe Miller or, or, or your Talmud or... And I and I am really very 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 far from from um, uh, being a Talmud in terms of you know actually being a Talmud. So, um, but I I would say that in, the, in in terms of the weather, this topic, this subject, this uh, in this area, Baruch Hashem, I can say I'm a Talmud. I I, I I've really and it and it just changes your life in that way. Just if if you can change your life, that you can enjoy every. It's cold, whether it's hot, whether it's it's raining, whether it's windy, and and, and when it's windy, we know that now 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 the oxygen is going and the the crops are getting stronger and the snow is feeding the earth and the rain is watermelons and babies, and you start you start implementing these things into your mindset, and you enjoy every single day no matter what. One thing I'm having trouble is the early darkness, but other than that, in the winter, other than that. Uh, this is something that we can all, I think, uh, implement it into our lexicons to 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 uh, to say, "Oh, it's raining." It's Start beautiful. enjoying life. Beautiful. Start enjoying life, regardless of what what the weather is. Gvaldik Pasha's Beshalach five seven eight two five seven eight one. Oh, this is interesting. Very interesting point because Hashem says it's titled "Learning from Others." Hashem says, remember the plagues that you saw in Mitzrayim, all the sickness and the trouble, Klamakas, Sasha. Yeah, right? Rather read in English because I don't even know. Sicknesses and troubles I brought on the Egyptians. Remember, if you keep the Torah, you won't have to suffer from this. I won't bring it upon you, right? And the question is, why would he bring it upon us? What did we do? What, 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 we just, Hashem just created the biggest, the biggest miracle, the biggest set of miracles that, that, we, that we talk about. Um... Uh, on, on, a, on a regular basis, and and uh, it, it's it's the big. I think I think I think it's Yisrael Mitzrayim and and the Makis and the, besides for for including it on our davening and everything, just, it's like one of the fundamental things. Like if you if you spoke to to someone from another religion about Judaism, you know, what's the history? You go back to Egypt. You go back to taking the, to, to, to the fact that we're slaves and the fact that the that the Mitzrayim were punished, and it's such a huge things. So so. They, they enslaved us for 210 years and Hashem is telling us, oh, oh, it's not, it, the, the, they enslaved us for two, Hashem is not saying the slavery is not going to happen to you. Hashem is saying the makas that you were, that the Nazis were punished with, I'm not going to do to you. Why? 
why would why would we get those markers? What's what's it got to do with us? That's a Victor's question. What's the answer? I'm just handing you the mic. So what Jeremela says is that we see from here that when Hashem did, made the Makis, made the Mitzri, made the market, brought the Makis on the Mitzriim, it wasn't just to save us. He had a lot of different ways to save us. He could have made all the Mitzriim just drop dead. Where you have to do, go through the whole, the whole, all the stages of all ten Makis, and and he says the reason is because. While the Makis were happening, we study the Makis and we learn from them. That's the purpose for all of history. Throughout history, we're studying the Makis and we're expected to learn from them. What are we expected to learn from them? We're expected to learn the, 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 the might of Hashem, the power of Hashem to punish those who are deserving of punishment. And, and Ramila says, this is, a, this is the key to Yiris Hashem. To, to start to listen to what Hashem is capable of. And well, he gives the example of the Makis. But but whenever we see whenever we see people experiencing troubles or experiencing difficulties, we should take that to heart and say, look, that could be me, if not Fashem saving me. So what am I doing Fashem? I have to start uh, I have to start getting worried. That might be me. Beautiful. And, and Ramila says also in, in that booklet, he says, increasing years Hashem today is out of style, of course. Today, you only talk about loving Hashem. It's not about fearing Hashem. But he says, years Hashem toysef yomim. Years Hashem gives you a, a long life. It gives you more happiness in life. It gives you a more fulfilling life. Now, like you said before, I'm not there yet. I have no idea what that means. The years Hashem makes you happier. Maybe once I'll be in Hashemayim, I'll, I'll understand it. But... What, what, what Rabbi Miller is saying here is that we should make our effort to increase our Yerushalayim and then we'll, we'll eat the fruits of it. We'll enjoy it. We'll appreciate it. Well, Dick. Oi, Tate, Tate. How does the song go? Ich will sein. Okay, I mean, you're going to do magic. I'm going to sing. I think your magic is better than my singing, though. Um, but you have to see it. For those that are not watching, you have to see it because... I really am performing very well. Maybe the voice is not, but okay. So uh, it's interesting though, the, the, the point, point, uh, the one, one point about this is that he says that who else is, who else is, who else is reading the Torah? Who else is seeing the Makis? It's us thousands of years later. We're the only ones that are reading the Torah on Shabbos and, and reading the Makis and giving our kids coloring books with the Makis, um, which, which, which by the way, it's, it's, it's also interesting that, that the Christians, have um, have distributed the Bible right far and wide, where it it's it's part of of the world's conscience. Everyone knows that the Egyptians enslaved the Jews and they were punished with Marcus. Never mind what they say in the in the second edition of the Bible, but at least it actually it actually is is, is accepted as fact by the majority of the world, including including the Muslims as well. So not only do we see it, but they see it for their, they know what they need to do with it. And we know what we need to do with it. That was 5781. 5782 is about emulating Hashem. And the Rav Miller says that when, when um, the Eden were by the Yamsev, like it's also, it's part of like the stories and it goes back to, to the, the classic, uh, about about not getting stuck in childhood uh, visions. 
and we have the childhood coloring book vision of of Yamsef, of Kiris Yamsef, of Kiris Yamsef. and we we're, we're, we're okay. They walk through, they walk through, and the Egyptians, the water fell in behind them. The Mitzrim were were drowned. They were they were saved. The Mitzrim were drowned. Great. They were. It was an extremely exhilarating experience. It's a tremendous experience. They're being snatched. Reverend Miller says, snatched from the jaws of death by the hand of Hashem. In the gratitude, they stood up together and they sang and they sang Shira. And they and they said, Ze this is Hashem, and I'm going to beautify him. Anvai. Nava means beautiful. I'm gonna make him beautiful. So the now, before, before before that that snippet goes on, that piece from the bulletin goes on, he talks about what you just said in 5781 about bringing the Bible to the world. Yeah. He, he talks about how the, the Pashat Shat of Anveyu, I will glorify him, means I'm going to speak about it to everybody who will listen. Mm-hmm. And he goes through history. It's just a very interesting piece. How, he, how throughout history, uh, we had certain high-level converts who joined the Jewish people because, because there were Jews who were proud of, of their Judaism and they were proud of their religion. And wherever they went, they spoke about it. And people were won over. It's not our it's not it's not our way to go win over people. But he says in the olden days the Jews were so in love with Hashem that they just spoke about it all the time. That's what they spoke about. They spoke about Yiddishkeit, and people heard it, and and they they were impressed by their enthusiasm. They were they wanted to join. I'll tell you an interesting story that that happened nowadays. There was um, this girl that came to work for a Jewish company in Jersey. And, um, and she was so impressed by the Jewish workers, a, a girl from, from South America, one of the South American countries, Latin, Latinx or whatever they call them nowadays. And she was just, she had a regular job there at the, like a secretary or something, but she was so impressed by, by these Jewish workers over there that she said she wants to learn more about Judaism. I just spoke to her boss yesterday. This, this story happened, uh, uh seven years ago, I think. And she, she actually, she went ahead and converted. So I spoke to her boss yesterday, who was, who was her boss back then. And he, he said, yeah, she just came in just like any other Jessica off the street, you know? And then the next thing I know, she has an artful chumash on her desk and a sitter and, a, and, uh, she, 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 she converted because the, they made a Kiddush Hashem. They were, they were proud of their Jewish identity and they spoke about Hashem and it touched her and made, it made a difference. So he brings up a, uh, it's beautiful, um, which also, which also means beautiful, but he says that it's also, I'm saying the story is beautiful. Um, means to make it beautiful by, by talking about Hashem, but also he says a very nice shot. Which means that when, when you want to, when, when you're really impressed by someone, uh, you start taking on certain mannerisms um, and, of course, start acting like that person in certain ways. If someone impresses you in a certain way, you're going to start acting. Like uh, Rabbi Miller says in the booklet, he says, 50 years ago, all the Jewish mothers, all the girls were Shirley. Everybody was Shirley. Why? Because there was some actress named Shirley. And all the Jewish mothers were naming their kids Shirley. Because <laughs> you emulate the one you respect. So Manvehu is Anivahu, Anivahi is is when you start emulating him, it's me and you. So the real, real job is besides talking about him to actually be like him. If you're really so impressed with Hashem, you want to be like Hashem. And that's our job in this world to be like Hashem. 
and that means perfecting our character and uh, fulfilling the oath that we made to Hashem on that day when we sang to Hashem the Shira, Shira Sayam. Anything to add? That's Just, it. It's not it, because Baruch Hashem, we're going to talk about the gift of Shabbos. And, and right now it's Thursday afternoon. And so I'm very excited to be, to be speaking about Shabbos. 5783 spoke about Shabbos. And it touches on, I think, something that is, is regularly discussed by, by some people on Shabbos. You, you hear people discussing this concept. The fact, especially these days, more and more and more, the fact that, that we have this gift of Shabbos and we, we, we start, we're, we're accustomed to it. I think Rabbi Victor um, didn't foresee the, the big um, um, resurgence of excitement in Yiddishkeit that Baruch Hashem, I think we have these days of, of people appreciating Shabbos and not taking things for granted. Thank Hashem. I think goes into that same um, uh, channel of, 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 of gratitude that people have today in, in this it's almost like a new uh, a new Baal Shem Tov movement, a new Hasidishkeit movement of of really being grateful. Torah Savigdor inspires a, a huge part of that. Um, I'm not saying the kiddishes. Of course, we have to give we have to give credit to Torah Savigdor. <laughs> uh, definitely does, but um, it's in these times, and, and we see, I, I saw I saw a, a guy posting about his holiday, and he posted idea. Maybe on the 25th at night, from, from night until noon, the next morning, we should not, we should put away our phones, don't post, don't comment, don't share, just enjoy your time with your family. I think it's such a beautiful thing that we can do, maybe, <laughs> after, after we should do it. It's, it's, it's amazing, by the way, because th this booklet, and we always, when I select a snippet, I have to... You know, select an interesting uh, tidbit, but there's a whole booklet there. So this booklet starts off with, and and actually, if you read this week's this year five seven eight four this year's junior is that piece that it starts off with, but it starts off with the idea that you don't know what you have. Uh, not you don't know what you have. If you don't know what you have, you don't have it. So somebody could have Shabbos, but if he doesn't appreciate Shabbos, then he, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the Shabbos. In that booklet, he gave he told a story about uh, somebody who had uh, a farm. It was pretty much worthless, some small town, some hick town somewhere in the U.S. And then they they discovered oil wells beneath it. And all of a sudden, the, the value just just went up. So, But the oil wells were there all along. They were there the whole time. The value was there the whole time. But as long as you don't know about it, it it's not worth anything. So he says, and Hashem gave us the Shabbos. That's the Pesach. Hashem gave you Shabbos. See that he gave it to you. You should notice, take note of what he's giving, what he's giving you. If you give somebody a, a gift, you have to let him know. Why do you have to let him know? Because if you don't let him know about it, he doesn't have the gift. He has to be able to appreciate it. So I once got a gift from, from Bobby Astor. And so I told her husband that, but in this case, I think I have to let you know, but here's a picture. This is what she, she got <laughs> because sometimes the husband buys something, the wife buys something, they themselves don't know what it is. Right. Sometimes, uh, uh um, oh, we bought, we bought the Shriga. Uh, oh, so we did. 
Thanks yeah. for letting me know. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Th- or, or your mother calls to thank you for the, for the beautiful flowers you sent for Yantav. And, uh, um, I don't know if we had if we had further thought. Yeah, he brings out a couple of points that that is very important about Shabbos. Um, number one, the family unit that you have a you have a you have a you have a, uh, a, a immediate family or or extended family, whatever family people have, it, it's a time that you could spend together and you you can enjoy the the nachas of the family, the 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 the, the warmth that that the whole family's together. Um, it, it's really quite quite remarkable that no other people have this dedicated time Every, no matter what, it's forced Ravika says it's forced it's a forced thing and obviously it's been foreseen that we're going to have technology and we're going to have all this and we're not going to enjoy a normal meal together um these days as a family but shabbos is forced and not only for 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 family but also for your community shul and he brings out a point of of uh, sometimes people people they go bankrupt they're saved from bankruptcy because uh, or from a disaster or from s- something financial just because there's a guy in shul they're able to speak to. Um, I actually just saw a story printed somewhere about a guy that was going through a terrible terrible rough time uh, in in business and he looked like completely down in shul and someone approached him and says what what's going on and he 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 pulled him out of it. Um, somehow, so the see, truth is that's the piece that I chose for this because I think it's such a chiddush to us. We 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 we're so used to the idea that we have a community and that we belong somewhere, that we have this place every week. We go in there and we have friends and we we're part of something. We don't we don't take the time to appreciate it. it when when you look at the the Goyish world today, somebody uh, you know turns eighteen or nineteen, he goes off to college. He's completely alone. He has nothing. He and then he has his his student loans, and and you have to f- make money. You have to find a job. He doesn't have religion. He doesn't have he doesn't have anything. All he has is the the iPhone. How, how do you survive? It's impossible. We have such a great gift. We should appreciate it. Couldn't say that better. And then there's one more piece that I wanted to bring out about Shabbos, just because it's interesting the way Rabbi Miller says it. He says Shabbos, you have time to sleep. And we need our sleep and it, it gives you health. He has a whole piece of there about how beneficial sleep is for your health. So, um, and I know I'm going to end the podcast now and go off to grab a nap. Beautiful. Enjoy your nap. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to, uh, next week and I'm looking forward to Shabbos. I'm so excited about Shabbos now. Yeah. Looking forward to next week also. And I just wanted to mention if anybody wants to, uh, sponsor an episode of the podcast, it's very affordable, and all you have to do is reach out info at and we'll take care of you, Mitzvah